The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Dr. Suzanne Crow is back with me, the consultant in paediatric intensive care at Crumlin Children's Hospital. Um, Suzanne, it's good to see you again. Thank Thanks you very a million much. for uh, coming in. Um, this week we're talking about kind of children ingesting things that they shouldn't uh, necessarily um, ingest. And uh, I think maybe we should start with children who don't even get to the ingestion point, actually, something that gets stuck before it gets swallowed. Um, what do you do? If your child starts choking, what's the advice? Best thing to do is to uh, pop them over your lap. Well, obviously, it kind of depends on what age or size they are. Don't yeah, we're be, assuming don't. they're not a big burly seventeen-year-old <laughs> exactly. who's shaving. Yeah, uh, you know, if they're toddlers, toddlers between the ages of six months and three years are little demons for putting things in their mouth. So, if you pop them across your lap and give firm slaps on their back to try and dislodge whatever it is. Definitely don't try and put your fingers into their mouth. And the reason why is you're very likely to push whatever it is down further. And I've certainly seen that done. So um, don't put your fingers in the mouth. They probably won't let you anyway because they'll be panicking. Uh, So just pop them across your lap and give firm back slaps. And if they're a bit older... If they're beyond three years old, what do you do? Uh, go behind them. And lots of people will have seen this on the TV. It's called the Heimlich Manoeuvre. Mm. So stand behind them, loop your arms around them and put your hands in a kind of a, a fist position in under the rib cage and reach up and pull up into their tummy. Again, just hoping to lodge it upwards or move it upwards out of the way. If if something has been swallowed and it's, it's, it's kind of, it's lodged, and it's impairing their breathing but not blocking it. Does that still work? It, it will, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's less of an emergency. Uh, what you're kind of concerned about is that it might move. Uh, so you definitely need to get a help okay. reasonably quickly. Um, or else it might just pop out of the bit where it's going down into their windpipe and instead go down into their food pipe. And then you can deal with that then at, at that stage. Okay. But that'll be less of a problem. Okay. So let's move beyond that point then. And uh, uh, we're offering advice to those parents. And every parent has been through this. Something goes into the mouth. Mm-hmm. They might not know what it is. Uh, uh, they see something is in there. They go to reach for it and they see the child swallow. And they think, oh, God, oh, my God, what, what am I going to do now? Um, I, we probably should split this up into two groups. I mean, because there's, there's things that are, are potentially poisonous that might go into the mouth, you know, uh, that, that chemically are a problem. There's other things then that physically might be a problem. So in, in a physical sense, I mean, how do you decide whether to seek medical intervention or to let nature take its course? If it's a small object, like a bead, I remember swallowing beads with my sis, my older sister, I'll blame her. Um, small <laughs> little things like that, even very small pieces of, of the grown up Lego will just pass out naturally in the poo and there's nothing to worry about. It's just, it's the bigger size ones, particularly around anything around the size of a grape. Your grape okay. is something to compare an object to that's going to cause a mechanical obstruction. And that's a problem. OK, so if they've managed to get that thing bigger than a grape or the size of a grape into the stomach, mm. you probably need to do something about it. Well, it may cause a problem even before it hits okay. the stomach. That's the thing is that uh, they might get it down just into the top of the food pipe, the esophagus, and then it's likely to get stuck because it'll be uncomfortable to swallow it any further. Yeah. So just sit there kind of you know, in their neck, as it were, 
and they won't want you anywhere near them. They might be drooling their spit or gagging or vomiting in an effort to try and get it up because your, your body will try and deal with this, of course. Yeah. Um, and it's just going to sit there until you try, you, you, you go and get help. And it- when it comes to preventing that happening, I mean, keep keep these type of things out of reach is the is the sage advice. Not always possible. Mm-hmm. Like we live in the real world, so they they get their hands on things they shouldn't. But in terms of food, it just strikes me when you mention grapes. Um, I mean, what can you do to avoid the possibility of this happening? Yeah, I mean, really, it's about cutting up the foods. And there is a, a kind of a newer way of weaning babies now called baby led weaning. Some people are keen on that, and that means not really pureeing or mashing food. For for, for toddlers um, and letting them learn to develop their swallow and, and grow the ability to do that. But that means they are going to choke and gag a little bit more. But you can avoid that by instead of cutting things into cube shapes um, is to cut them into long strips. Mm. So almost like short pieces of spaghetti. So you could cut like a piece of carrot into a long strip or uh, cut your grapes into quarters and then the, the the child should be able to deal with that. What if they swallow then something that you think uh, might prove to be problematic from, a, I, I, I say a chemical point of view, I'm not sure mm, if that's the mm, right description, mm. but I'm thinking of something like a detergent or one of those tablets. So this problem might not be the size, the problem won't be that it'll get lodged anywhere, the problem is the ingredients. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's one of the reasons why we're here is really because the button batteries are a major hazard because if they do get lodged anywhere actually, but particularly in your food pipe, your own saliva causes a reaction with them and they release a, a substance that's a bit like cost soda. Mm. So you get a really bad alkali burn that's very dangerous. So batteries, button batteries need to be removed as soon as possible. Um, but then the laundry detergents, they're, they're the other ones. Now the manufacturers have got better about putting that little lock thing on the laundry. I was struggling to open them myself the other day. <laughs> um, and dishwasher tablets, yeah. And the kids, they're often a bright yellow colour, so they're quite attractive or they're bright pink yeah. and kids like to put them in their mouth. Um, what is the strangest thing in the emergency department you've seen in somebody's throat? Or <laughs> I've seen stomach? lots of strange things, but I do remember uh, parents who'd been to Paris and brought home a little Eiffel Tower key ring and the child swallowed the Eiffel Tower. Oh, no way. And that made a very interesting x-ray when we looked at the x-ray of the child's <laughs> neck and there was an Eiffel Tower sitting in it. Um, yeah, that gave us pause for thought. Yeah, the top of the Eiffel Tower probably went down easily <laughs> enough, but when uh, the child got down to the legs, so yeah. the staunchings of it. Uh, it <laughs> <laughs> or you could have a little Christmas tree. At the, yeah, as well. Oh, God. All right. Anyway, listen, uh, great advice, Suzanne. Thanks a million for coming into the uh, studio. Dr. Suzanne Crow, who's a consultant in paediatric intensive care at Crumlin Children's Hospital. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.